This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network. It's Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. I'm Grace Underwood. A space heater is being blamed for sparking a horrific fire in a high-rise building that killed 17 people, including eight children, in New York City over the weekend. The blaze broke out shortly after 11 a.m. on the second floor of a 19-story high-rise building in the Bronx. FDNY Fire Commissioner Daniel Nigro says that more than 60 people were injured Sunday, with 32 of them suffering life-threatening injuries. New York City Mayor Eric Adams remarked with the painful impact the fire has had on the city. This is a horrific, horrific, painful moment for the city of New York. And the impact of this fire is going to really bring a level of just pain and despair in our city. The numbers are horrific. Authorities are probing the role open doors played in spreading deadly smoke throughout the building. The fire comes less than a week after a fire in a Philadelphia duplex killed a dozen people. Keene, New Hampshire, and other area firefighters battled a frigid five-alarm fire, which left several businesses and apartments destroyed. Just after 10 p.m. on Saturday, Keene firefighters responded to a report of a kitchen fire at a busy and occupied Main Street restaurant. Firefighters rescued one occupant from a second-floor apartment who was transported to a local hospital for smoke inhalation. A May Day was called at the scene, and two firefighters were also transported to a hospital with minor burn injuries. Manchester, New Hampshire, ABC affiliate WMUR9 spoke to Keene Fire Captain John Bates. Crews made an initial attack trying to put the fire out. Uh, we're not successful due to the amount of volume of fire in the building. Sprinkle systems are huge to save life and property. Uh, it was an unsprinkled building, so fire was able to take uh, take hold of the structure. Damage from the fire is estimated at more than one million. The fire remains under investigation. Now, a sad update on a story we brought to you last month. Barstow, California firefighter has died after he was struck by a vehicle while operating at a motor vehicle accident. The Barstow Fire Protection District says engineer David Spink died Sunday. Spink was left in a coma following the December 5th crash and suffered from several injuries, including multiple broken bones, a torn artery in his arm, and a brain bleed. Spink's remains were transported Sunday evening from the hospital to the mortuary in a massive procession of fire and emergency service vehicles and personnel. San Bernardino County Fire Battalion Chief Steve Tracy was interviewed along the route by JG Kicks Video. You know, the fire service is a a tight-knit community. We're all brothers and sisters uh, within the fire service. So we, county fire, along with the cooperating agencies in the high desert, this is our way to pay our respects to the family and to our brothers and sisters at the Barstow Fire Department. Barstow Fire Chief Nick DiNapoli says the department is saddened by the death of the 32-year veteran firefighter and asks the public to keep Spink's family, friends, and co-workers in their thoughts and prayers. The FDNY is warning about the dangers of a growing number of fires caused by batteries in electric bicycles and scooters. Investigators say an e-bike battery is responsible for starting a Saturday morning fire in the Bronx that triggered a four-alarm response and resulted in at least one firefighter seeking medical treatment. 
more than 150 FDNY Fire and EMS members responded to a building fire around 2 a.m. Saturday and found a fire rapidly spreading from a first-floor restaurant into several upper-floor apartments. Fire officials believe the blaze started in the rear of the restaurant where delivery workers store their e-bikes and say that one of the bike's lithium-ion batteries is to blame. This fire comes just weeks after the FDNY battled a fatal fire in a fourth-floor Manhattan apartment, which was also blamed on an electric bike. One man died and two teenagers were injured trying to escape that December blaze. FDNY officials say that New York City saw at least 93 fires and four deaths in 2021 caused by lithium batteries. FDNY Fire Commissioner Daniel Nigro spoke at a press conference after the December fire. This many fires in a year is disturbing to me. Um, Going back a few years, this did not occur. We all see these electric bikes all around us. So their numbers keep growing in the city. As their numbers grow, the danger will grow. And the only way we can um, prevent these loss of life is if we use these properly and, uh, and like anything else, use them safely. FDNY officials are warning residents not to charge e-bikes overnight or indoors and to only buy them from authorized retailers. Perth Amboy, New Jersey fire officials issued similar warnings this week after a fire involved an e-bike. This issue is seen on an international level as London officials have banned e-bikes and scooters on all public transportation after a November fire broke out in the London subway involving an electric scooter. The London Fire Brigade reported more than 50 fires in 2021 involving e-bikes and scooters. And now, a message from NEP Services. NEP Services presents Adapt or Die. the 2022 Adapt or Die Conference. Adapt or Die. Advanced communications training for leaders and emergency responders. What we are being aggressive with is making things happen. It's moving fast. We're moving fast in everything that we do. With an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. Adapt or Die. We're seizing the initiative taking the fight to the enemy and introducing keynote speaker cody gandy from jocko willick and lee fabin's echelon front it's beyond the offensive because you can make the calls you can dictate what the enemy is doing by the way you move on the battlefield march 10th to 11th 2022 at the mirage in las vegas visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register Now, back to the news. A judge ruled last week that a lawsuit brought by Kobe Bryant's widow against Los Angeles County Sheriff and fire personnel can go to trial. U.S. District Judge John F. Walter concluded a trial can go forward regarding the allegations that L.A. County Sheriff and fire personnel took and shared gruesome photos of Vanessa Bryant's late husband and their 13-year-old daughter, who were killed along with seven others in a January 26, 2020 helicopter crash. L.A. County attorneys argued for a dismissal motion because photos were never publicly circulated nor seen by the plaintiff. Bryant's attorney asked Walter to deny the dismissal and allow the case to go forward, claiming that close-up photos of the remains were circulated on at least 28 Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department devices and by at least a dozen firefighters. A pretrial hearing is scheduled on February 4th in Los Angeles Federal Court with a trial set for February 22nd. First responders in Los Angeles acted quickly to pull a pilot out of a small plane that crashed directly on train tracks Sunday afternoon. Go, 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 go. 
The small, single-engine plane landed on tracks near Whiteman Airport at about 2.10 p.m., the Los Angeles Fire Department said. Thanks to their quick action, first responders were able to save the pilot from the plane crash only seconds before a train smashed into it at a high speed. CBS Los Angeles spoke to several LAPD officers on the scene. When we realized the train was stopping, uh, my first initial thought was we got to get him out. So we proceeded to pull him out, and as soon as we got him out, that's when we heard the collision with the train and the plane. Seeing what happened, I'm just I'm grateful to be alive. Number one, I'm grateful that the pilot survived as well. I had requested uh, Metrolink to cease all activity, all train activity, um, but apparently that didn't happen. Without our teamwork, without all of us pitching in and having the same mindset, which I think any officer on the department probably would have felt the same way, um, he might not have made it. Los Angeles fire paramedics evaluated the unidentified pilot on scene before rushing him to the hospital. He's reported to be in stable condition. The pilot reported to have made an emergency landing after the plane lost power. And finally, I would like to congratulate my co-host, Jim Oleski, on his promotion this week to lieutenant in the Cherry Hill, New Jersey Fire Department. Congratulations, Jim. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and the best of luck to you in this new position. From the NEP Media Network, this is the January 11th, 2022 edition of Fire News Now. Thank you for tuning in and remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach out to us at nep.news at nepservices.com.